coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see and you. And then we're we're like uh, Pitmaster and the Doc. See, we, let me just we've just talked about this before, but I don't know about you if you know the dynamics, Pitmaster and the Doc. So I'm like in a, I'm in a superior position. Because I'm the pitmaster, he's the doc. I override him in a lot of ways. But if we went to doc and the nurse, it would reverse. So I think sometimes James gets bitter because we're pitmaster. <laughs> because we're pitmaster and the doc. He wants to change the name of everything so we're the doc and the nurse. Because I'm a registered nurse, in case you guys didn't know that. All right, here's the deal if we do a podcast, out of my office, about medicine, that's what it's going to be called. But for now, we're in John's territory. I'm happy to, he's the expert. I'm just here for my, uh, maybe once in a while, interject some medicine, keep him honest. Honest? <laughs> what am I, a liar? Anyway, just okay. With your medical nonsense. Anyway, so, so that's where we are. I mean, I mean, just like the dynamics of any relationship, you know, there's ups and downs. Like... With our wives, sometimes we're in, we're never in, wait, we're never in charge. I was thinking like our wife, sometimes we're in charge and sometimes they're subservient and then the other way around. But it seems like in both of our relationships, our wives are always in charge. Yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Does that mean you sad? No, no, I'm not sad. Just don't want to hear about it. Just, yeah, we're supposed to be having a good time. Anyway, oh, okay. um, so what we're going to talk about is mainly MMA, and we're going to start with uh, Bellator 200, which I did watch. Um, I'm actually just going to talk about two of the fights. Um, I'm going to talk about um, uh, the main event, um, which was, uh, who was the main event? I did the not watch Bellator. Yeah, the main event was uh, was Cavallo against um, against uh, hold on Cavallo against um, Gegard Mustafi. Okay, Gegard Mustafi, he's freaking good. I mean, what's his record? I mean, he's like forty. He's forty four and six. He's had fifty pro fights. And he's won almost all of them. I mean, that's a humongously impressive record. Because he's fought a lot of good guys, too. So, uh, he KO'd, um, it was actually a ground and pound, uh, Rafael Carvalho, who was the champion at the time, right? Um, but he just beat the shit out of him. Basically, and Carvalho is no slouch. Um, so, Gegar Mustasi, Mustasi is like, and he's so calm. If you ever watch him, you've seen him fight. You gotta watch this guy, like his his after fight 
interviews, he's just like, yeah, I won. Feels good. I feels really good. And he just kind of like, yeah, well, what, what did you, how do you feel now? You're the champion. He goes, yeah, it feels really good. It makes me happy. I mean, he has like no emotion. And he, he's pretty much like that when he fights too. He's just like, he's just like, he just goes and gets them. He has beautiful kickboxing and beautiful takedowns. And he has unbelievable uh, top control. So once he gets on top of you, just like uh, um, Rafael found out, fight's over. Fight's over. And this is a top level guy. Rafael is, he was, well, he's 15 and 1 when they went in there. He hadn't lost in like, how many fights? He hasn't lost in like 10 fights. He beat Joe Schilling. He beat Manhoff. He beat, uh, I don't know. He, he beat a shit ton of guys. So, big win for Gegard Mustasi. I mean, that guy's, I think the, I think Bellator is starting to up their game because they got some freaking A good guys, um, including Gegard Mustasi. Um, so that was a good fight. Then the, the semi-main, Michael Page fought some guy named um, David Rickles, the caveman. <clears throat> it looked like it was so one-sided. David Page, Michael Page is so good. He is like just unbelievable in, in his movement. He's like, it, how do you train for him? It's, it's just such a, it's such a, he has such an unusual style, but then he knocks you out as soon as he touches you with, with either one of his hands. Um, so he knocks out David Rickles, but then you look back, David Rickles has a, has a decent record. He was like 19 to five and he's beaten some okay guys. So um, Michael Page um, is the real deal. I mean, he's, he's definitely the real deal. Um, I think I definitely think because this guy was no slouch. He's beaten some pretty good guys. He's a 13 and 0. I think he's UFC knocking on UFC's door. Unless, like I said, unless Bellator is up their game and they're going to keep some of these guys. So I don't know if they will or not, but Michael Page is somebody to watch. He's from England. And he just has unbelievable speed and power. So it's a great fight. Um, so that was Bellator 22, pretty much. Uh, on a side note of that, um, Phil Davis fought. And uh, he had a, I think, a first-round knockout over Linton Vassell with a head kick. The wrestler, Phil Davis. These guys, they're learning the skills all... They're becoming so well-rounded. Like you see, I mean, like with, uh, you know, Dan Henderson, Olympic-level wrestler, but he's known for his right hand, right? George St. Pierre, a Kyosha Shinkai karate black belt, known for his striking, head kick, knockouts, etc. Then he becomes the best wrestler in the whole UFC. So it just, it just shows you Jacare. I mean, you know, jiu-jitsu phenom knocking people out with head kicks it just shows how you uh mma fighters are are becoming so well-rounded and they're becoming to morph they're going from wrestler jiu-jitsu guy karate striking guy and they're just morphing into a uh, mma guy 
they're they're just morphing into one MMA guy, and it's it's really good to watch. So that was a um, that was about it for the um, Bellator. Let's go into the UFC now. Uh, UFC had a fight card um, this past weekend. Um, what do you think about it? Um, I thought some of the fights were pretty good. It was in uh, it was in Liverpool, uh, so it was on early in the morning. Yeah, on Sunday. It was like at 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, but there was a pretty good card. As usual, they had plenty of guys, hometown guys, fighting, um, you know, fighting in front of their crowd, including the main fight, which was a big deal. But um, I don't know. I enjoyed some of the fights. I thought it was a pretty good card. Uh, did, you to, watch, did you watch them all? To be honest, okay, if I can be honest here for a second, I thought the Bellator card was better all the way through and through. Um this main event was interesting. It wasn't it didn't to me it didn't play out to its full potential, but it was interesting. It was an interesting matchup. Um and the semi main I don't even care who Neil Magny's fighting. I just love watching him fight. I mean the guy's a fucking uh, a, a US veteran. Uh he was in the army for years. Um and his attitude and the way he fights, fight anybody, any time, just throw anybody at him. I just love to, he, you know, he put, he, uh, he uh, contributed $15,000, $15,000 of his fight purse. And he doesn't make that much. He, he, I mean, that's a big chunk of what he made. He, he donated it to um, a local family in his neighborhood in, in uh, I think he lives in Colorado, that, that's having some severe medical problems. So he donated $15,000 of his purse. He did, and he thanked his opponent for taking the fight so that he could make that donation. Because his but fight was off, yeah. His fight was off. He was supposed to fight Gunnar Nelson, who messed up his knee in training or something. So I think it was a late replacement. Yeah, he was a late replacement, and he did okay for as long as he lasted. First time in the UFC, Craig White. Craig White. But Neil Magny, you know, he's just he's one of my favorite all-time fighters. And uh, because he's such a blue-collar, down-to-earth guy, he'll just fight anybody. Any, I love him. So he fought, and so that was... That that's that's the only reason I was interested in anything else. I, I think though that that is a point now in the UFC is I know Dana White has been saying you know if you're you're not willing to take fights, you may be out of the UFC. But like Neil Magny took this fight and he said at least in the post fight interview that he didn't even know who he was going to fight. They said, hey, can we change the fighter? Will you fight someone else? And he said, yeah, I'm I'm going to be here. To, I'll fight no matter what, whoever yeah. you give me. So. So he did, he did fight someone that he probably was uh, guaranteed to win against or as close as you can get it. But uh, what did you think about that fight? Well, I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, he fought Carlos Condit, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, Johnny Hendricks, um, Hector Lombard, Kevin, Kevin Gaslam. He's beaten most of these guys. Eric Silva, Damian Maia. So, I mean, he fought Damian Maia. <laughs> that was like his, and he lost, but... I mean, he'll fight anyone anytime. He beat Colorado's conduct, um, but yeah, he'll fight anyone. I think I think Gunnar Nelson would have been a, a more challenging match for him, um, definitely. But this guy came up from nowhere. Uh, he never fought in the UFC before. He had a 
14 and 8, uh, 7 record. Uh, but all those fights were outside of the UFC. So, I mean, this guy took a big chance, and, and, and kudos to him. Hopefully, he'll fight again in the UFC. But Neil, Neil Magny will fight anyone. Look at his, look at his record, and it's and it's um, it's a who's who. Now going to the main main. Well, but back to that fight though. What'd you think about the ending? So it was basically a just a brutal knee yeah. to the face, and White had his face pretty low. He was against the cage, and uh, I don't know. It looked like a really dangerous position to be in when you go back and watch what happened. Yeah, um, that's gonna be on my Sensei UFC, which. By the way, guys, uh, uh, every week I come up with a, a, I have a video called Sensei UFC, and it is, it's techniques, tricks, tips, strategies that I see in, in an MMA fight. It doesn't have to always be UFC, but it usually is. And I bring them to you, showing you how you can change things or do that technique they did to, to instill or, you know, you can implement it into your martial arts training. Um, that is going to be one of them this week is head positioning is everything. And when you're up against the cage, wh whatever side you're on, if you're, if you're posturing somebody up against the cage or they're posturing you up against the cage, you want head position. And you'll hear the corners always yelling for head positioning, head positioning, because you want your head right up under their chin. And people are fighting for that position. Once you put your foot, your 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 uh, head down, unless it's up into somebody's body where you're trying to get a takedown, whether it be a single, a double, or a body lock, if you just put your head and leave it hanging in midair down here, somebody's gonna swoop it up. And Neil did with his knee; it came right up. He had terrible head positioning, and he got caught with a beautiful knee, which knocked him out pretty much immediately. Um, he did try to fight it off a little once he hit the ground, but he was done, and the fight was stopped. Um, the fight was stopped as it should. So, yeah, head positioning was was uh, what happened in this fight. Yeah. That that's not something you see very often, is it? No, that, that you don't was, see people putting their head there very often, and you can see why. I think that's a mistake he made that he probably won't make again. He'll never make that mistake. And there's so many. The problem with MMA, I'm not I'm not judging Craig. White, let me tell you that, because in MMA, unlike boxing or even kickboxing, there's so many ways to win, but that means there's so many ways to lose. You can lose in almost any position. You can be like kicking his butt and leave your arm out for a split second, and next thing you got an arm bar. You can be kicking his butt and leave your head in one position. Like in boxing, it means nothing. In MMA, all of a sudden, you're choked out. So you're... the you have such a, a small margin of error in MMA that you can lose so many ways. So I am not, when, I, when I'm talking about like my Sensei UFC or any of these fights, I am not judging or, or you know, criticizing any of these fighters. I'm just saying that's how he lost his fight, and he'll probably never do it again. And it's an opportunity to learn for everybody, not just him. Yeah. So, so, so. I, I found that part of the fight interesting. The other part that's interesting is unlike boxing, like what you're saying, there's so many ways to lose or to win that you see these dramatic comebacks. Yeah. You see just these huge comebacks where someone's just getting a beat down for three rounds and then wins the fight. 
yeah. off of a submission or a knee or something um, that, that turns the fight around that you don't see in, in boxing. Which one was it? This fight? There was one in this fight, I think. Yeah, it was uh, the hometown guy, Allen, Arnold Allen fought okay. Burnell. That was this fight. Okay, so that was a good one. Um, the guy was getting his ass whooped and he got a choke in the last round. Um, another one I was watching yesterday it just came up on, on one of my t channels. Um, Scott Smith against, uh, against, um, against Kung Lee. It was Kung Lee would beat the living shit out of him. I mean, jumping, spinning kicks, just beat him senseless. And then the third round, he faked a right hand, came back with a left hook, and knocked Kung Lee out. When is this fight? That fight was year, it was 2009. It was, it was, uh, it was actually the, it was Josh Thompson against El Nino, uh, was the semi-main. And, and the main, that was the main event, Kung Lee against, uh, uh Scott Smith. It was a great fight, uh, comeback. A comeback in the third round with a knockout. <clears throat> the uh, the Thompson fight was unbelievable, and then there was also uh, oh an old King Mo fight. He fought Whitehead and knocked him out. So it was, it was a pretty cool card. It was that it was that uh, what was it sport? It wasn't. It was uh, I forget a uh, World Series. No, I forgot what the the promotion was, but it was packed. It was at the uh, San Jose convention center or something and it was packed so it was it was a really good it was a really good card it was really interesting so um did you see alan's uh post-fight interview no the guy that had to come behind choke and come from behind choke he had his dad in the corner his dad, oh his that, dad is a big dude that was that was that awkward was, that was pretty <laughs> he mentioned his dad doing steroids that was weird <laughs> i don't know what that was yeah why would he do that uh, it must mean, be an inside joke or something with him but he used his opportunity after his win for his post-fight interview to just poke at his dad basically i didn't think it was funny i thought it was like but maybe i mean his dad was big his dad was big and and but so it wasn't really a joke that it wasn't real i mean i mean it was strike force but I mean, it's like, yeah, I just want to let you know, you know, uh, I want to thank my dad for being my corner because, you know, my, my corner man couldn't make it. So my dad worked my corner. I love having him in my corner, but, you know, he's been on steroids his whole life. You know, I've never done steroids, but my dad has been injecting steroids his whole life. And it was like, where did that, did he get hit that, too hard? I don't know where that came from. It wasn't even funny. It was like, if I was his dad, I'd be like... Fuck you. It was nice. He had his dad in the corner, though. Yeah, that was cool. So anyway, that, that Strike Force card I was talking about was in 2009. Strike Force Evolution. And Scott Smith uh, beat Kung Lee. Uh, you know, the, the uh, El Nino, Gilbert Melendez, beat Josh Thompson to a decision, which was one of the best fights. These old-time fights, I mean, this fight was one of the best fights I've ever seen. It was, it was a clear decision. Did you go back and watch these? They were on. It was on Showtime. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, Josh Thompson just came at uh, Gilbert, and Gilbert just beat him. But it was such a good fight. And then the Scott Smith, he came from behind. And then Ronaldo uh, Jacare beat Matt Lindland with a choke. Um, and then King Mo beat Mike Whitehead. But anyway, so that was a really good card. Blast from the past. But anyway, okay. Main event. 
We're talking about the main event. It was... Uh, so this was a Liverpool guy yeah. fighting in Liverpool, and that would have been a fun crowd to be in. No. The crowd went, or not. The crowd went crazy. It would not have been fun. That had to be one of the all-time loudest crowds. He came out to... What did he come out to? came out to like oh, some Neil, Neil Diamond song. And I was like, what is the connection? Neil Diamond's not from there. And the song was Sweet Caroline. He comes out to and the crowd, whole crowd sang the song. It, that would have been a fun crowd to be at. But um, I, I was wondering what the connection was. And he said he just wanted to have a fun song and get the whole crowd singing. So that was his deal. Oh, because this, that's, a, that's a really popular karaoke song. The whole crowd was nuts. Yeah, that's the crowd went was crazy. Also, the crowd played a part, I think, in this fight because any little thing Darren Till did, the crowd went bonkers. Yeah, you know they were doing their old soccer chants and whatever they do (laughs) over there was. It looked like an entertaining crowd, but it and it made you feel like Wonder Boy. Like they booed him when he came out, and it's an interesting, interesting crowd (laughs) dynamic. And how that may have played into how the fight went. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, d- I really don't know. Because, I mean, if you watch the fight without the crowd, which I did not do. But I, I, I'm pretty good at being objective when I watch fights. I think I've been watching them long enough. Since 1974. Um, but objectively, I gave this fight to Stephen Thompson. Barely. But to be honest, if I was in Stephen Thompson's corner with a fight that close, I wouldn't have argued that. Now, if, if, if they gave it to Stephen Thompson and I was in Darren Till's corner, I wouldn't have complained. I think, I think it could have easily been a draw. But I thought, I thought, I thought uh, Stephen Thompson landed a little bit more punches. Um, and that is what you're supposed to go on first and foremost. Uh, they kept talking about cage control because Darren Till did most of the aggression. Okay, but um, but that's that's secondary to to effective strikes landed. Do we have effective strikes landed? Significant strikes. It was, was that just one round? Is that the whole that fight? That was the whole fight. There was not a lot. I mean, it was uh, the fight. These guys, the way they were matched, didn't make for a super exciting fight. It was like uh, it was almost like a standoff. I felt like watching this fight. But then, then why does it say zero takedowns? Because there was a takedown. It says all rounds selected. Huh? Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah. Because there was, there was one. A... Where's the takedown? There was a takedown, I think, in the fifth round. So they said no takedowns. It's a weird punch uh, stat thing. So I'm not even going to go on that because the judges didn't get to. But just from watching it, it was so close. I would have been super happy with the draw. I think I think even though the punch stats don't show it, I think I honestly think Stephen Thompson landed more clean shots. But with that said, Darren Till moved forward more, and he had the one and only knockdown. And, and that's was more there. of a knockdown. I mean, it it knocked down. It was a knockdown. He didn't seem too phased from. He it. wasn't phased, but he no, he wasn't pushed down. He was hit. It was it was. It, if that was a boxing match, that would have been a 10-8 round. If that was the boxing match, they would if he even if he stood straight back up, they would have given him an eight count. That was a true knockdown. Because the punch landed and it knocked him and he went down because he of the punch. Right, but I don't think he looked um It wasn't hurt. Like he was in danger from it. No, but you don't have to be. So 
to count it. But as that was a, it. Five yeah. rounds. 20, Twenty-five minutes. There was, was that. There was one knockdown and one takedown. Even though the takedown is not being shown on. I think he got up immediately. You get up immediately. He was taken down though. He was taken down. But anyway, okay. So it looked like a sparring match. It lo- neither guy looked like they really, really wanted to win. There was a lot of hugging. Uh, you know. Touching gloves, bantering. Yeah, there's bad, a bad, lot yeah. of no, all very friendly. Yeah, and I think one Back of them even. I think Darren Till picked up Stephen Thompson after the fight, yeah. picked him up on his shoulders. So, and at the end of each round too, when they had like they knew there's ten seconds, it was like a ten second standoff. It was at fun. the end of most rounds. It, it was, was like the, even the end of the fight. Neither one of them went for it at the end. They both kind of just squared off and looked at each other, and then it was over. It was not. It was not an action-packed fight. Um, there so, was no fight of the night on this card. They didn't award that it. one. Wouldn't wouldn't have even been fight of the fight. Right. So I think it was interesting to watch their styles. I like the way Wonderboy fights. I like his karate yeah. stuff he does, and he has these weird, you know, right hand, right head kick type things that he does over and over. You can watch in his highlight reel. Um, he's just like a right hook, right yeah. roundhouse or something. Um, which seems very awkward to be able to do that he effectively does. But So I like watching him fight because I want to see his karate style and how he fights, and I, I like to watch that. So I enjoyed watching the fight, but it wasn't an exciting fight. Yeah. Because the fight was so so much more like a sparring match than a fight, I didn't, I didn't enjoy watching it. I, I, I respect both guys, and I respect that styles can sometimes... Um, nullify other styles but they could have gone at it a lot better they could have gone at it a lot harder they both sides could have pushed it a lot more Uh, both sides could have tried to win better i mean both sides could have taken a chance a lot more and they didn't and i still think they're both really really good fighters everybody has a night like that and i think that was their night to be like that and i don't think it takes anything away from them but i think in this fight and this fight alone, neither one of them really tried to, to win. Maybe they were both a little overtrained, and they just didn't have that extra push. Uh, maybe their styles were nullifying each other's that much, but it didn't look like it. It looked like you, they could have gone, they could have swung a little more. I mean, I mean, 31 and, and 41 strikes. I mean, um, that's just, I mean, 125 strikes. Uh, right. Yeah, in in uh, 125 strikes in five rounds, so that's like you know 30, 30 around. Thrown, not landed. Yeah. That's like yeah. So I mean, that's in five minutes. So I mean, you can do the math. I'm not really good at math. How many punches was that in a second? A minute. What were your, your math were you doing? I missed it. Anyway, it wasn't many. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't enough. <laughs> and even landed is even less. Thirty-one punches. In five rounds, so that's like six punches around. It just—it wasn't enough action. They didn't really. They might have just been nullifying each other, but I don't think it didn't look like either one of them really <clears throat> dug in deep and pushed for that win. You know what it did? Though watching Darren Till in the ring, he looked very comfortable in there. He looked—he mm. did not look nervous at all. He yeah, both of them. Yeah, both of them. Well, Wonder Boys had how many fights? Yeah. He was a kickboxer and had a, a ridiculous number of yeah. fights. So he's been in the... He, Darren Till's quite a bit younger. He's like 10 years younger. Yeah. 
Which is yeah. also weird to think his name Wonder Boy is much older than the guy who's fighting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I like. I want to see Darren Till fight more after that. I'm hoping his next fight, whoever he fights, will complement his style better because this didn't. Uh, Stephen Thompson was very defensive. Yeah. He ran away a lot. He got away from Darren Till. I think he did what he needed to do to not get hurt. But like you said, he didn't really push the fight. Yeah. Either. Nah, so it wasn't a good fight. Uh, I loved watching Darren Till, and I'm even more of a fan now because of that fight. Even though it wasn't a good fight, it was a good performance by both guys. And man, the crowd loved to see him in there. They were oh behind God. him more than any fighter. I mean, as much as any fighter, any crowd could be behind a fighter. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, like the English crowd seemed loud and and very boisterous. But it seems like, I, I could be wrong, I'm not trying to be racist, but it seems like Irish crowds are, like, nasty. Like, they're, I, I mean, even when they come here, they're throwing shit through buses, and they're fucking lighting fires, and, and then when, I think Connor came and fought once at the MG. I think a better word is rowdy. It's rowdy. As opposed to... Nasty. Well, when they're, okay, would you think they're rowdy or nasty if they burned your house? Because they are burning, they set fire... In the lobby of the... Uh, they're like hooligans. Yeah, I think it's nasty when they're setting fire to shit. Yeah, Or throwing buses, like, throwing shit through buses. I mean, Rowdy's like, go yelling and screaming. But when they get physical, or when they get, like, you know, like, really nasty, like, burning shit, they set fire. You ever been to the UFC, or the MGM when there's a UFC, they have a, a little octagon set up in the, in the, uh, in the lobby of the UFC. They actually set fire to it. They started a fire there. And it's just, I don't know, they're just like, they seem like a nastier group. I don't, like I said, I'm not trying to be racist. I think you're but, generalizing, but yeah. Oh, it could be. <laughs> and also, what we didn't talk about was the big deal was whether or not this fight was even going to happen. Because uh, of the weight, yeah. So Darren Till was overweight by a few pounds. Three and a half pounds. And um, so they had a stipulation that he couldn't weigh more than 188. Yeah. Like right before the fight or at some point before the fight. So there was like a second weigh in, which was much more than the weight class that he couldn't exceed. I don't, which he met, which was a weird, interesting. I don't think, I honestly don't think that was a true stipulation. I think that was something that was made to, to make the, um, you know, more dramatic and stuff. Because if you think about it logically, so they say, Steven Side says, okay, if you're not 188, fight's off. That's the day of the fight. That's when they're getting to the arena. So they get to the arena, and then he's 189, so fight's off. Really? They're not gonna, UFC is not going to tolerate that. They're not going to put a, 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 they're not going to pull a fight right then and there. They, if they were going to pull it, they would have pulled it the day before the fight at the weigh-in. They're not going to pull it once they both arrive at the Have you ever seen that before? Like these stipulations, these extra stipulations? I've seen them, but I've never seen them going to the day of. Yeah. That's why they can't have, everybody says have day day of weigh-ins. That's why they can't. Because the promotion would fall apart. Because when people are starting to fall out, if they don't make weight, uh, that far, I mean, that close to the, the fight, I mean, they just can't do that. It, it would not work. It's ideal... If they just walked into the cage, there was a scale right there, so everybody's the weight that they are when they fight. 
but that would never work because nobody would everybody is trying to get an edge and it's usually by cutting weight so there'd be people that don't make the weight right so it, it would never work so i don't know where that stipulation came from but i'd be willing to bet a lot of money that it wasn't a true stipulation because I don't think Dana's gonna say, "All right, you show up the you show up at the arena, and if you don't weigh in this much, I'll just I'll just cance cancel the main event of the whole night." <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna happen. We'll move with the, with the guy who is from the town that they're fighting in, who, who everybody came to see. This it never would have happened. It didn't happen if uh, if they were gonna can that fight. They would have canned it the night before, the day before. And they weren't going to because of who was fighting. Yeah. So it would be, be hard to, to cancel that fight. So it, w it was kind of good that they did all those little uh, extra, you know, you got to do this and this, jump through this hoop and that hoop. But this fight, I think you knew for a fact uh, the night before when they said it's still on, it was going to be on no matter what. I agree. So. And so anyway, I thought the fight was, was interesting, probably didn't. A lot of fans probably didn't love that fight anyway. No, it was a boring fight. Not a, it was a boring fight to watch for most people. To me, it was a very technical fight, but it wasn't a, a great fight. But neither guys pushed past their limit, so there was no. Yeah, it, it just it was like sparring, high level sparring. I'm gonna write this one off, but next time either one of them fights, I want to see it. But I hope it's a different, different yeah. scenario. And it usually time. is with them, especially Till. Till's a knockout guy. He usually goes in for the knockout. But against uh, Stephen Thompson, you can't. So, whatever. Anyway, so speaking of English guys, uh, uh, Michael the Count Bisping announced his retirement. What, what do you think about that? Um, I am... Uh, why, why do you think he did it instead of like having another fight and then retiring after the fight? Why do you think he's retiring... Um, something just must have hit him. Like, it must have, something told him, I don't want to fight anymore. Whatever it was. There's, I mean, maybe he started training for a fight, then he didn't feel like it, or, um, you know, he's lost two in a row. Uh, two stoppages. Um, that could have been part of it. Uh, you know, I don't know. But, um... He's doing great with the commentary. I mean, he's commentating now, and he's he's doing a fantastic job. So I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a future in it for him. Um, he I'm sure he's made a shit ton of money. I'm sure he has a really good life back home with his beautiful family. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't I don't know exactly why he did it that way, but I definitely um, I respect it. I mean, what is he? He's close to forty, probably right. Yeah, it's not like he's had a long time without being the champion either. He he was champion and then he lost to GSP. Yeah, he's, a, he's just a, yeah yeah, but but he's always been right up there and he's been I mean he's just he's he has a really bad eye injury too. Um, that might have played into it. I mean, pretty scary. Maybe like he gets hit a little too hard in one fight and he starts seeing like some weird vision or something. He doesn't want to report it. But, I, I mean, that could be a reason. I mean, he had a really bad eye injury with surgery and everything. I don't remember what fight it was, but uh, that could have been it. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if, you know I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take a chance on that. I mean, 
I mean, I don't know. I, I, I respect the shit out of him. I think he's a great fighter, great champion, great personality, great uh, great leader of the sport, great commentator, and he seems like a great family man. So nothing but the best for him. And speaking of retirement, one of our close uh, personal friends uh, here at the pit, um, he doesn't train here. But he's a good friend. He's actually here right now. I'm going to go see him. We're going to go hang out tonight. Uh, Ian, Uncle Creepy McCall. He's, a, he's announced his retirement, too. Um, he, re, he actually officially announced it on the um, uh, Ariel Hawani show. Um, but we talked a little bit about it today, and he is retired. And he has some health issues, and he's had a pretty long and, and, and good career. He's been to the top. Um, he's been to the top of the UFC food chain. Not he didn't win a title, but he was right there, like number one and number two. So he's he's. I mean, he can always, in his mind and bragging rights. I mean, he can say I made it to the top um, of the top. I've made it to the top of the UFC, which is the biggest. Uh, you know, the biggest. Um, MMA organization in the world and I made it to the top of that so that would be like saying you know a, a baseball player saying you know I made it to the top you know team in the in the in the NFL or the NBA or what's baseball MLB 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 I didn't I did not even know that. is there like American League and, and National League yeah but it's major league both major league baseball okay so L MLB He's like in the top of the top, and, that, and that's what he has been. So much respect to him. Great fighter. Uh, very interesting to watch. He's just nonstop. Great wrestling, great striking, great Muay Thai. Um, so no more Uncle Creepy and no more Michael Bisping. They both retired, uh, so we won't be seeing either of them. What's so. the nickname? Do you know? I wouldn't want to know. I really don't. <laughs> just don't ask. Okay. No, no. With, with the, if you guys know Ian McCall, um, you just don't, like his nickname is Uncle Creepy. You just say, okay. You don't want to ask him that. You just don't want to. Because if he tells you, that's something you can't unhear. And there's some thumb things in life. There's a couple things in life that you just, you don't want to ever hear. And if you do, you wish you could unhear him, but you can't. There's a couple things I've seen that I wish I could unsee too. But you can't. You just can't, like, rip your eyes out. So, anyway. So, that's all that's going on, guys. So, um, ask us a question. We'll answer it. Um, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. And then I do uh, Sensei UFC. So, check that out on YouTube and uh, Facebook. Um, and check, then, You can check you out tonight. Check me out tonight. <laughs> John's going to be a ref, right? I'm going to be a ref. If you're anywhere, well, you're not going to see this in time, but um, there's frat night fights. And so what happens is Antonio Banuelos, who's an ex-UFC fighter, um, he, he, he runs one of the gyms. It's called the Pit and Slow. So the Pit Slow. It's in uh, San Luis Obispo. It's, it's one of our affiliate gyms because we're called the Pit. Um, I'll go this way. Um, and he does this really cool, um, um, it's, it's, um, it's a way to, uh, it's a charity event for like, um, I think it's for like suicide victims or something. It's, it's different every year, but the fraternities, he gets a bunch of fraternity brothers 
and he matches them up, different fraternities, and then he trains them for a month at his gym on his own dime. And then, um, and then he puts together a fight at a local, uh, a local club in town. It's called The Graduate, and it's a, it's a dance club. Uh, they also serve lunch and, and dinner there. It's pretty good, actually, The Graduate. Um, and he's going he's gonna, to, we have a ring set up, and it's like boxing. They put on 16-ounce gloves, and they just go, go for so it. So what, are they wearing any of the protective gear? Just, uh, it's, it's just boxing. But gloves and that's it. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, they might wear a headgear too. I don't know. But it's mainly, it's just boxing. And they just go at it. And these guys, you know, most of them never fought before. And it's just their way to show their fraternal pride and, 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 uh, and just have a good time. It's, it's always packed. And it's a lot of fun. And I ref. And Uncle Creepy, Ian McCall, is going to ref some of the fights too. So we're going to have a great time. We try to keep the guys safe, but let them put on a good show. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. You so they come. do it. They do it once a year. You should come. Yeah, maybe I will go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's once a year. It's called uh, frat fights. It's been going on a while. So we, you see some? Do you see some talent there sometimes? Or like, oh, this guy's never trained, but man, he's. Uh... I I've seen like guys that don't even want to fight, and they just kind of moving around each other, and I'll kind of shove them in, into each other because it's really irritating. But then lately, I don't, Antonio's been training them good because they've been going at us. Like, I'm having to separate them. They're banging each other. So I, wouldn't, I don't know about skill level because they haven't been at it long enough for that. But I've definitely seen a lot of heart. I've seen guys with bloody noses and shit and just, they just want to keep fighting. So it, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting to watch. And uh, How many rounds they fight? Three. Three rounds. Three, like, two-minute rounds. Sometimes I let the fight the rounds go a little bit longer. <laughs> it depends how tired they are. Sometimes they shorten the rounds. Well, it's good. it's just a it's a fun uh, charity event. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Hurt. I stop fights a little quicker than I should sometimes. Um, but whatever. I don't want anyone to get hurt. I want everybody to have a good time, and I want it to be a success. Well, you can tell us about it next week. I will. Yeah. That sounds like fun. That's a good way to spend the evening. Yeah. So we'll be doing that. So. That's what we got, guys. Check us out. Share us and tell people about the best podcast with anything to do with martial arts, fitness, or uh, sports medicine. The best podcast in the world. Tell everybody about it. Thanks for coming. All right, John. See you next week.